Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Jamie. How are you? Very well, thank you. That is good. Are you looking forward to the episode? Yes, I am. Excellent. Okay, cool. All right. Beautiful. All right, welcome to the Patreon. Hello. You've made it through. And through pa- to the other side. And perhaps this is the first time you're listening to the Patreon because um, you were, uh, let's say, sold by the previous episode on the main wall. Mm. Um, the prospect of hearing uh, an episode with pelvis in it. Maybe you wanted to hear some more questions answered. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you um, were baited I- by the start of the episode, which said if you want to support the pod sign up to the patreon maybe that's what did it yeah you maybe you feel sorry for us yeah and you want to just give us five bucks <laughs> whatever it was that's brought you here we're stoked so welcome yeah enjoy take a look around um uh, leave everything where you put it yeah you break it you don't buy make it. it yeah <laughs> um uh, I just got a little. I just just hit me. They're about to have pelvis in the pod. That's a massive guess. It is, by the isn't way. It? Yeah, I didn't really. He's never been on the pod, and he's no. a superstar. Yeah, it's huge. Like episode hundred and something, no pelvis yet until today. Yeah. Not 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 to say that we didn't try because he's the only guest <laughs> who didn't show up to a podcast episode. What a rock star! Yeah, I know. The only guest. The that only we've guest had not show up. Yeah. And you know, as you know, we've had some we've had some pretty big guests now. Yeah, the only They've all one that couldn't make the effort was pelvis. <laughs> couldn't make the effort. <laughs> so salty. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, well. Um, thing yeah. I love about pelvis and mm. our relationship is we're not afraid to call it how it is to each other. We've had a few little sort of not blues. Yeah, but you know a few. My tough, tense moments. Yeah. In yeah, where you've, had to, where you've had to give someone the hard word. Yeah. Like he, he just kind of gave me the hard word on the phone. Mm. He called me and went, yeah, how's it going, man? I was like, yeah, yeah, good, man. And he went, well, I, I, I thought you, you were calling at 12, or, you know, 12.45. Like, what, what's the go? I yeah. said, oh, yeah, sorry, man. Bit rich. Yeah, exactly. I said, I did send you a text. Oh, I haven't seen the text. Okay, well. That explains it. (laughs) That explains the nature of the very nature of this phone call. Yeah. But also, you know, in his defense, just waiting, he thought he might have missed it or something, you know, maybe he thought he fucked up. Yeah. Um, He's ready. Well, let's get through these questions first because we, there's always more than you think. That's the thing. We'll we'll, we'll pump through them. We'll pump through them. Let's pump through them. Okay. A bunch from the wonderful folk on the Patreon. Thank you for writing in. Um, First here is uh, Marcus uh, Melostic. Hey, boys, would you be able to talk a bit more about working with Daniel Johns on that app of TNSW? Love the pod, guys. Legend. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, we've talked about it a few times on pod also. Yeah, Don't really we, we really specifically have. remember the episode, but yeah. I would just like to say that for me personally, it was really um, surreal and wonderful and one of the all-time best experiences of my life. Yeah, it was really cool. He's... um. Legend, we we're so happy to have him involved and um, he is just so unashamedly himself and so, uh, such a, like, don't often use this word, but quirky character mm. and personality. And we yeah. really gelled with him as well, I'd say. There was a lot of, yeah. like, laughter from the get-go, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, we, we basically filmed as soon as we got there and worked and then we knocked off and hung out for a couple of hours at his house, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Um, so, so that but was, if you do scr- scr- trapes through any of these old episodes, we talk about it in a lot of detail in previous mm, episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good story. Um, just yeah, been through it a few times. Um, all right, Jack Collins. Hello, uh, hey boys. Just wanted to know what medium of yours is most popular in your opinion: music, show, or pod, or Twitch? That's a really good question. I don't. I don't. It's the most I don't popular. I don't think I know because I think that it's perhaps different for everyone who enjoys any of those avenues. Mm. Um, mm. And like we obviously have, um, you know, some like diehard pod listeners um, who, who most of which I would say came from being fans of the music and or the show. Mm-hmm. 
So it's hard for me to say. I guess if you're talking about just purely just numbers, I, I still don't know what to say. Yeah, it's hard for me to say too. Yeah. But great question. Yeah, really um, good question. Yeah. Gun to your head, what would you say, Todd? Uh, show. Show, yeah. Oh, band. Yeah, I think I'd go with the band. Yeah. 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 Um, Jeff McGee, shout outs. Would love to hear a bit, a bit about the writing process for Mossy songs and if it differs from the TNSW stuff. Mm. Also, what do you guys think is, who do you guys think is going to take the premiership this year? AFL, I'm assuming they're talking about. Cheers. Love your work. Sick. I think that, um, well, the Mossy process is different. It's, it's um, all very much starts with me and a laptop by myself and putting the songs together in that way. It's obviously a different genre as well. So it's like there's a lot of like programming and electronic instruments. Um, and yeah, it differs from the Wales writing in, in the sense that like with Wales, most of the time we write the songs, we stand in a room with nothing except our instruments all just facing each other and then mm. um, just play garbage until something, a diamond emerges from the rough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess that's the biggest difference. You know, it's, we very much are like a in-the-room jam kind of band mm. when it comes to writing, uh, aside from the odd song that one of us brings to the, the rehearsal, which is happening more and more <laughs> these days um, yeah. than it used to. But Would you say with Mossy, you kind of go into the finer details a lot more too with the songwriting? In terms of the instrumentation and arrangements and stuff, yeah, probably, prob- mm. pro- probably. There's there's kind of a lot of a lot more moving parts in a Mossy song than mm. there than there are in a Wales song. Um, yeah, usually like Wales are pretty consistently just drums, guitar, bass, and vocal, without m- heaps of vocal overdubs and with a few guitar over overdubs. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, great answer. And who do you think is going to take the premiership in the AFL? I have to say Swans because I just really want them to. Yeah. Nice. So uh, that's what I'm going to say. But I think if it wasn't Swans, I feel like it will be Geelong. Mm. I think it's Geelong. Mm. My gut feeling. Um, bit of a weird one, but here goes. It's quite a long question, this one, from uh, Aaron Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Swans supporter, but for some t- – so it's another AFL question. Okay, sick. I'm a Swan supporter, but for some time I've been feeling that they're not necessarily the team I should be supporting. In Melbourne, AFL is a lot more working class slash widely supported by a spread of different people. But in Sydney, it's almost seen as the palatable, civilised option for a crowd that would normally shun the idea of following any sport, inner city yuppies, etc. The same crowd that would call the NRL Thugby League and turn their nose up at people for watching the league. That don't sit right with me at all. I'm just wondering whether <laughs> I'm just wondering whether I should jump ship to GWS. I like the team. I think it's cool that Western Sydney has a team now, but I am aware that in the world of AFL, changing team allegiances is a big taboo. Mm. The whole problem probably say, says more about me than it does about the sport. But yeah, maybe it's something you could weigh in on. Would love to hear Frank's perspective too, if possible. Mm. Thanks. I'd like to hear Frank's perspective. Well. I mean, but I'd also like to hear yours, Jamie. Well, I think that um, I, I agree with you because ha- having now living in Melbourne, it's, it has crossed my mind uh, at some stage to, like I have a, a, an affinity for the Tigers, not because they're winning now, please. Um, I liked the Tigers uh, 10, 15 years ago when they were still like terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I um, remember. Yeah, because of because of Angus and uh, and, and Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so I I really love the Tigers and I considered switching teams, but then I just thought, you know what? No, I'm not going to. I'm going to stick with Sydney. Um, and uh, I think that you know, and the idea of GWS, yeah, it's a bit more of a working class team. Um, but I don't know. I'd look. I don't know. I wouldn't swap if I were you. If I'd been a Swan supporter, I'd just. I, pr- I would personally just stick it through, but I'm not going to judge you for switching teams if you want to. Yeah. I personally don't view it as a taboo, but I don't really embody the, AF- the AFL fan at large. Um, 
I think that there's probably you'll find working class, a mix of working class and other supporters in most teams as well. I mean, especially in Victoria where they're based on neighbourhoods. Yeah, sure, some neighbourhoods are more working class than others, like, you know, in the West or like like maybe versus Hawthorne, for example. Mm -hmm. But... You know, people. It's it was really based back then on where people grew up, and people move around in their lives and become maybe well more wealthy or whatever from those suburbs as well, but still follow the teams. And yeah, mm. I know what you mean though. I think in Adelaide, it's very much like it's the Adelaide versus the Port Power, and Port Power is like the work, like Port Adelaide is the working class suburb, and then all the kind of yuppie kind of people go for the crows. But the reality is, there's a mix of all of them. I mm. One other thing I'll say is that. Frank and I have occasionally gone to this pub in South Melbourne um, where it's a Swans pub because the Swans are originally from South Melbourne. You probably already Mm. knew that, but maybe you didn't as well. Mm. Yes. And um, it is way more working class vibe. Yeah, exactly. Um, And in fact, at a a Swans game recently that Frank and I went to, the Swans contingency of the crowd were going, South Melbourne, Mm. South Melbourne. So there you go. um, yeah, and there's some real like working class characters down down at the pub watching those games. So I don't know. I, I also think the overarching thing here is that personally I feel like you're overthinking it. Yeah. yeah. You nice. know? And it's more about your identity needing to side with working class people. Um mm. and yeah, like you said, it says more about you than it does about anything else. Okay. Next question <laughs> is is from uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, is from Magnus, which is, are you running out of ideas for the pod? Yeah, we no. answered that one. Yeah, we answered that one. No, we're not Magnus. Thanks, though. Thanks, though. Thanks. Cheers <laughs> for shout out, though. <laughs> um, what sport at the Olympics would each band member be best at? Great question, Colin Lucas. Mm. Okay. Shout out to Todd. Cool. I would be, I'm going to go start with me. Yeah. Table tennis. Oh, sick. Yeah, I'm taking that. I know you probably go high jump or something like that because I'm tall and skinny, but no, table tennis. The high jumpers are insanely tall and skinny, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, they really gallop in, don't they? Yeah, they just bound they in. They do, they do. They, mm. um, I'm going to go with, for me, um, running. I think like the 400-meter <laughs> sprint. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so funny about that. I don't know. I didn't expect it. It's good. It's a good answer. Yeah, yeah, the 400 meter. You're a 400 meter sprinter. Yeah, I think I would perpetually come third and fourth in the 100 meter. Mm. I think I'd stand somewhat of a chance in the 400 or the 1500. That's good. Do you know what? It's a good game to do. Tash and I did this the other night. You what? know when they come out to the running and they do a thing to camera in front of the big LED screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You, we did our one of those. Oh, what is it? Yeah. Mine was I moonwalked backwards, did a spin, and then a kick. Like a <laughs> <laughs> that's so camp. I love it. Yeah, yeah it was really camp. Mm. So that's a fun game to play at home, guys. Uh, Frank and Will. Frank's would be like a fully niche sport, I reckon, mm-hmm. maybe, because, you know, he's so quite knowledgeable about things. Yeah. I feel like he'd pick like, you know, he's really good at darts, for example. So if darts Oh, yeah. A, is darts in the Olympics? I don't well, know. he should be. Let's go with darts for Frank. Yeah, that's Frank's mad. darts. Um, <laughs> and Will is... Will would be something that requires concentration. Oh, yeah. I reckon. Shooting. <laughs> yeah, maybe he could be like shooting or or he could be... What's the thing where you like scrub the floor in front of that little ball that slides along it? Oh, the Winter Olympics, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's Winter Olympics. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Just to keep, keep to the summer. Keep it to the summer. Um, what's something that requires... You know, I'm seeing a furrowed brow with Will while he's participating in his yeah. sport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like a tactics, concentration, taking your time. Yeah. Oh, Will could be in cycling, I reckon. Oh yeah, like the velodrome stuff. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, with the aerodynamic helmets and stuff. Yeah, where you like swap out and stuff. Mm, great question. Will or, also wild card for me is uh, basketball. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or marathon, um, one of the long marathon runs. Frank's training for a marathon right now, so that might he also is. Shout be Frank. out, that would be good yeah. for Frank as well. Yeah, there you go. Will I'm going with? Um, what was the first thing we said? Basketball. Well, I'm going with basketball. Oh, basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fully. Yeah. Um, do 
Jimmy Kendall. Hey guys, I'm in a band and I don't really know many people who have had as much success in the industry as you guys. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, shucks. Thank you. The irony there is that out of all of my friends, probably got the least success. Mm. So there you go. <laughs> um, was, was hoping I could get some advice. Sure. What's the best way in your experience to land supports for gigs with bigger bands? Really good question. And one I still would like to know the answer for myself. Yeah. I um, would love to get a good support. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a hard one. I think that... Um, Difficult. Like for us, getting the DZ support was through um, becoming mates with them. So like I think making friends and contacts in the industry is something that's like super important, like becoming involved in a scene um, of some description, going to shows, meeting people, being social, putting yourself out there, I think is a huge mm. part of it. Um, perhaps unfortunately for some people, because it can seem yeah. a bit daunting and weird, but um, yeah. I think all, all the, a lot of the opportunities that we've had um, have been through like making relationships with people. Mm. My secondary piece of advice would be just to be discoverable as well. So like, you know, sometimes we're trying to find supports for our shows and it's like, all right, who's around in that area or whatever. So it's another, I, another I think thing. The main thing comes down to um, putting the blinkers on like a racehorse and making the best work you can possibly make. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. got to be it. Yeah, because that's so true. Because nothing speaks as loud as, as good work does. Mm. So yeah. like when you're putting out good music, people are going to hear it and they're going to share it with their friends and that's how it's going to, that's how it's going to get around. Um, Fantastic advice. And then the other, the other part that would be, um, you know, is having a, a decent booking agent, but they, they're, they're not, they're not going to secure you a position in a support slot as well as a good song will. They just won't. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, slash a friendship. So just get out there, make friends and keep making the best music you can. Good advice. Okay, we've got a handful more questions and a five, like couple of minutes till we have to call Pelvis because we'll get cranky. Yeah. Um, this is from Maggie. Jamie mentioned on pod at some point working through the artist way. What did you take away from that and did it unlock anything for you creatively? Do you still use any tools from it? No, I don't. Um, but the, the artist way was written by... Julia, Julia Lee, someone I can't remember. I can't remember the, the the author's name, but that author is um as part of a twelve step program and based the artist way on tw- off the back of twelve step mm. programs, which I'm also part of. So a lot of the ideas are, are are actually, I guess, then in my sort of um daily practice. It's kind of quite a spiritual book, but um, but I think the most useful thing was the morning pages writing. Um, I think that I have used this tool again since it's when I'm feeling like writer's block in terms of lyrics, just sitting down and writing the worst lyrics. I can just anything is better than nothing. I think that's a really good way to, uh, good tool. Mm. Just like, cause so often I'll be trying to write words for a song still to this day and the page is just blank and I refuse mm. to even put write down a bad idea. And it's like, dude, just put down the first mm. thing that comes to your mind. It can be shit. doesn't matter. Mm. No one's going to read this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of have picked up a tool from that. Yeah. I guess I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is from James uh, 2008. <laughs> James. Um, hey, guys. First time call, a long time listener. Delusioned a little with film festivals at the moment. I'm planning on putting out my next film online. Any tips and tricks on public... Uh, on publicity you learnt from your music releases or web series? Mm. Uh, Get a publicist? Yes. Um, uh, yes. Yes. Publicist helps. Yeah. Definitely um, does. Once again, quality of work is the most important thing though. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, depend, depends on the content. Like if it's a web series, one thing we learnt that Having regular content is probably something you want to do, which is not something we've done. Mm. Um, but it's a good thing to think about. There's a way you can regularly put stuff out to support it. I would um, also just say that if you're making it with someone else, if you're part of like a team or, you know, there's two of you or a couple of you or whatever, the, the most useful thing for me 
is meeting up with Todd and or Ben for coffee and um, jamming ideas about like what could we do, who could we hit up, who should we show this to and just having a fun, relaxing, inspiring hangout and chat. Mm. That's when the best ideas always come. We're like, oh, fuck, we should hit up such and such. Yeah. 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 You know, so like keep brainstorming. Keep brainstorming and try and just yeah, like allow a a good idea to come in terms of how how to push it and get it out there and, and, you know, it'll come. But I think working with a publicist is definitely going to be beneficial. Definitely. Um, That reminds me actually, uh, Sam from the Patreon sent me their treatment, which I still am going to go through and get back to you. So apologies for taking too long there. Um, this is from Magnus again. Um, favorite on cinema side character and why? Are you Greg Heads or Tim Heads? Um, I love them both equally. Uh, I think I'm a Greg Head. He's just so funny. Yeah. Um, just, just plays his character flaws so well. Um, <laughs> and yeah. But it's a brilliant show. If, if, it, if people haven't seen on cinema, check it out. It's so. Great. Yeah, I don't know that I know the universe well enough to be able to comment on a side character. I'd probably say I'm a Tim head just because I love Tim Heidecker, but I think Greg is also amazing. Mm. And yeah, it's a it's a it's a really brilliant universe mm. yeah. that I've created. Yeah, yeah. Um, last question: Can we see a picture of the designer table, please, Jamie? Uh, yes. You can. I'll put it in the Patreon. Right. Yep. Good question. No problems. Okay. Yep. Nice. Good stuff. Thanks for writing in, guys. Um, yeah, I think we got to as many as we could. Fuck yeah. Let's, uh, let's get Pelvis let's on the block. Have, have you got his number? Oh, I hope so. He hasn't changed it, has he? Well, he ha- it's saved in my phone as Pelvis New, so I'll share the contact with you just in case you have Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, where is it? There we go. Okay, I sent it to you. All right, here we go. Elvis New. Um, you hear that? Yep. Nice. It's a big. This is a big moment. Pelvis. Yeah. How are you, man? I'm alright, baby. Yeah. Yeah, not bad, yeah. Um, things are a bit tough up here uh, with the well, like all over Australia. These lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. just um, get over it and get on with it. As far as <laughs> that's right, baby. Well, that's right, baby. You gotta, you gotta think like the king, man. Yeah. Taking care of business, TCB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie title. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, just plodding on and um, uh, you know, I've heard people. Whinging and carrying on, and I suppose they got every right to. But you know, I've said to Blake's when they're whinging about, you know, um, different things. I go, look, um, no good crying over spilt milk. Just lick it up and move on. Yeah, Pelvis, that's one of the things I really love about you, and loved about you from the start was you have this beautiful sense of optimism. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's the best way to be. You know, you never get really anywhere if you have a a negative attitude all the time. I think you need to be positive as much as possible because look, you only get one chance in life, mm. and um, you've got to take advantage of that chance. You've got to um, strive to do something and 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 make a difference in some could be a really little way, a little form. But yeah, you've got to. Try and make some sort of difference, and 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 people that appreciate life similar appreciate you. Mm, it's true, isn't it? Oh yeah, mate. They can they can relate, dude. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. that's one of the things that I really noticed about you when I met you um, was just that how sunny and and positive an attitude that you have, and it's really it's infectious, like you say. It is, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People dig and relate, and they um, and they go, oh, you know, like, I like this like attitude, you know. Mm. Yeah. So um, I I always throughout my whole life, I've always had a 
a positive attitude. I've always been a very humorous sort of a bloke. Mm. I remember when I was a young bloke, um, you know, a teenager, they go, because um, my last name's Higginbottom, so my nickname um, at school and all Higgy. that sort of shit was Higgy. Yeah. They say, Higgy, uh, you want to come to a party, mate? And I go, yeah, right. What's going on? Oh, nothing. It's just a party and a bit of barbecue and just getting on a piss. You want to come along? And I go, oh, yeah, I suppose so. They said, well, mate, it's costing you nothing. All the, but everyone loves your jokes, mate. They just love, reckon you're the funniest bloke on the planet. <laughs> they say, well, they haven't been on, all over the planet. <laughs> you know, like, probably a lot more funnier people than me. But, yeah, so I'd go to parties and they'd, they'd shout me piss and everything. Yeah. And I'd just <laughs> tell jokes and tell them about the funny things in life and you know, people dig and relate, you know? Yeah, I do know. Yeah, yeah, you do know, mate, because you, you've got a great sense of humour. and um, um, I, li- I like how you put your band together and how your band performs, and and you guys do a lot that people don't see uh, unless they go on YouTube and have a bit of a decker. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you, you're, in, uh, you're inspiring. Oh. You, you're, no, you really do. You, especially you, Jamie. You just, you've got such a positive attitude, mate. It's, Fucking fantastic. Oh, thank you. That's Thanks, nice. Pelvis. No, mate, no, that's why I love being your mate, you know, and, and the mate of the boys, <laughs> you know, because you, you, even when things are looking a bit grim, you, you, you just you just take it off your shoulder and move on. Mm. And, um, and people that um, follow you on Instagram and uh, Facebook and YouTube and all the other, um, you know, um, sites, um, it inspires them like... I've got a friend, um, Honeysuckle. You probably know Honeysuckle. Oh, yeah, on Instagram, yeah, Honeysuckle, yeah. <laughs> well, she's a great, great lady. She's a very, very nice lady. She's um, oh, very intelligent. She, um, she oh, I think she, from memory, she arranges uh, and creates uh, flower designs and uh, she's into art. And she's in, the, but she loves these New South Wales. There you go. Oh my God! Wow! Absolutely loves you guys. Um, she, yeah, she speaks highly of you all the time. She watches everything that you guys do. Um, she said, oh, "I, I told her about the, the podcast, and she said, well, um, I might not be able to see it. It's actually probably happened already.'" because I'm in America, and I said, oh, okay, uh, can you send me a link? I said, uh, oh, well, yeah, I'll talk to the boys, see if we can send you a link. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, she's a very, very uh, lovely lady, and, and she's followed by, from memory, uh, quite a lot of people on uh, Instagram. Okay, gotcha. Hey, Pel- yeah. Pelvis, just a, a quick change of subject here, but we, we, um, we, did, we recorded a bonus episode last week and it was it was a very impromptu discussion but Todd and I were uh talking about your story um where you you know you w- you went up against the tribunal um you know for taking a piss off the side of the bus and how you represented yourself in that case and oh when I had a piss uh, oh yeah 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 when um oh yeah what a joke that was like we're talking about a public um a government department yeah. wanted to charge me on all these different charges. Yeah. And um, I thought to myself, when, when they first, um, you know, they suspended me off duty. Yeah. And uh, they all pointed the finger at me and uh, well, they said, oh, you know, you got to have a breath test. And I said, I don't have to breath Are you a police officer? No. Well, then you don't breath test me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, uh, you know, you can breast test me, but not breath test me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any sticky tape on my uh, breast. Anyway, yeah, so, um, and, yeah, so uh, when I went into their office to face the music, so to speak, after I gave them a written response, mm. um, they uh, all had really uh, weird looks on their faces at me. Mm. And, um they said, um, oh, well, there's a, all these charges on you. And I'm thinking, well, hold on. So I said, what's the first charge? They said, um, fail to sign on. I said, well, why in the hell would I sign on when I signed off? 
What do you mean? I said, you put a notice on the board asking anyone that lives on the central coast or Newcastle if you can do the, the department a favour and take the Newcastle buses back to Newcastle because they were down here when some of our buses caught on fire. So they had to take our buses off the road right. to put fire suppression systems in the engine bays and all that. We borrowed buses from Newcastle. So they, they put the notice up. So I went, oh, well, I knocked off work. Yeah, I'll take one. Idiots. Yeah. Absolute idiots. Yeah, so you were doing them a favour by driving a bus from Sydney yeah. back to Newey. Yeah, and they said I was outside the award. And I went, but hold on. I wasn't on duty, you idiots. <laughs> I was doing a favour. <laughs> Research before you accuse people of things, and that, and one of the charges was urinating on the bus. <laughs> and I, and I went, oh right, so um, what? How can I say? Can I say anything? Sort of uh, is it all right to say anything about what I told you before? Or what? Yeah, about pissing. Oh, about the penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for asking. Yeah, that's okay. No, I wanted to make sure. So anyway, I said, um, oh, so you've all seen the video in the bus? And these women went, yes, disgusting. (laughs) 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 Oh, disgusting. You you shouldn't be a bus driver. You're disgusting. I said, oh, okay. Oh, so, right. So can I ask you all a question? They went, yeah. What's the question? I said, how big's my penis? (laughs) 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 Well, you've seen the video. You say I'm discussing. How big is my penis? I don't say, oh, well, is it that small that you couldn't see? Oh, right, okay, right here. And I went, no, oh, we, no, we didn't see that. I said, well, hold on. If I'm urinating on the bus and there's three cameras, then you would have seen me urinating. Correct? And I went, uh, what do you mean? I said, well, hold on. What did you see? They said, oh, well, we've seen the back here. Oh, so you didn't see my pen. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Oh, well. My headphones so fell off. In saying that, then wouldn't you say that I was on the bottom step of the bus? They said yes. And I was pointing out of the bus? Uh, yeah. So I wasn't pissing on the bus. I was pissing off the bus. Mm. Because at the end of the day, people, if you had to read my response, the reason I'd done that is because I had to go to the toilet. I pulled up in an authorised heavy vehicle, which a bus is a heavy vehicle, uh, stopping place. Yeah. Um, and the toilets were closed, so uh, I urinated off the bus because under the Traffic Act 1909, I could have gone to either rear wheel in uniform directly in front of the public and urinated on either rear wheel. Is that right? That's on. That's under yeah. the traffic act of when? 1909. 1909. <clears throat> Fucking hell, okay. Right? But I think it's been amended. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to tell them that. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the old man in the army, mate. Bullshit baffles brains every time. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyway, so, and they all just had a shot look on their face. I said, but because I didn't want to put... Th- um, uh, the state government or state transit authority into disrepute with the public, I chose to urinate off the bus. And did you notice in the video, if anyone noticed that I looked, before I urinated, I looked to the left, looked to the right, looked to the left again. Okay, making sure the coast was clear. Yeah, and, and this bloke said, I said, do you think I was going over pedestrian crossing? No. This bloke goes, no, you're making sure it's all clear and no one's watching you. I said, oh, you're the bright one of the family here. Well, well you're right, mate. You're spot on. <laughs> I said, so you can get that chart sheet. You can roll it up, you know, like an arrow and you can shove it up your clack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. No, I, I, beat, I beat all charges because they had nothing on me. And at the end of the day, I said, oh, when they were talking about not signing on and uh, not filling out a journal, I said, so now you're going to pay me the, that, um, the hours it took me to go all the way to Newcastle and all the way back. Totally. Yeah, if they wanted you signed on, they better want, they better pay you for it. Yeah. I said, so you're going to pay me? They went, oh, no. I said, well, then all those charges are um, null and void. Mm. Yeah, wow. If you want, we'll take it to a court of law and I bet you I'll beat you. Mm. And when I do beat you, I'll see you. 
Yes. <laughs> they they cancelled the meeting. <laughs> Amazing. So, and where did that all take place? Was that in just some office or something? Yeah, in a um, um, a government bus depot. Government bus depot. Okay, yeah, awesome. Under the state transit authority. Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah. and so and the story was there that you 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 then continued your tenure as a bus driver though, did you not? Because did you make it to the thirty years where you get the bus pass forever? Yeah, yeah, I done thirty one and a half years. Thirty one and a half. Okay. I drive drive every basically every bus at State Transit except the electric bus. Yeah. Um, but I drove. Um, they got a bus for Scania. Yeah. Uh, it was called the uh, Sydney Stretch Bus. It was fourteen point five meters long. Yeah. And uh, and um, it actually was illegal for nearly two years on our roads. Oh wow. Yeah, well, we were driving them around. And I had a highway patrol me, uh, pull me over at um, um, oh, we were Anzac Parade, Maroubra. Mm. He got out of his police car and walked up, put his cap on, and I went to get out of the bus. He said, no, it's okay, driver. I said, what's the problem, sir? I don't think I was speeding. He said, he was And I said, well, what's the problem? He goes, how long is this? <laughs> I said, okay, lock me up. There you go. Put the cuffs on. He goes, no, no. No, I'm not doing that, mate. The pastels get off and... Um, Attack me. No, no, no. How long is this thing? I said, 14.5 metres. And he goes, that's illegal. I said, yes, I know that. You know that. The general public don't know that. But, um, well, most of them anyway. I said, but, you know, government departments, mate, they do whatever they want. He goes, oh, I'll be investigating that. I said, I'd strongly suggest you do. Because the maximum length of a rigid vehicle in New South Wales at that time was 12.5 metres long. Right, so this has got an extra two metres. Yeah, exactly. So it eventually got um, went into Parliament. They had to legislate and change that um, um, requirement. To um, Then they changed it, not to 14.5, but to 15 metres. As soon as they'd done that, every private bus company or coach company ran out and bought Stretchy. 14.5s and 15 metre coaches and buses and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, hey, so... You've you've pivoted you've pivoted into school buses. Say again. You've pivoted since your retirement. You've you've you missed you missed the because bus driving brought brought you a lot of, lot of joy, didn't it, Pelvis? Like you, it's you fucking love doing it. Oh yeah, mate. Well, I um yeah, I, well that's exactly right. I did love doing it. Um and like I drove like I said all types of buses. In the last eleven years of my uh, driving career was on the uh, eighteen meter bendy buses, the ones with First, at at first it was the two doors, and then we uh, went to the three door buses. Mm. Um, and I love driving them, but uh, um, no, I but I, I love my customers. Like the last six weeks of me um, prior to retirement, because I used to do the triple three most of the time. Uh, I done the M forties uh, over the Chatswood over the bridge and that, but um, um, I done the triple three from Circular Quay to North Bondi or Dover Heights, and I had regular customers for years and years and years. Mm. Um, and um, like prior to that, I'd done the, the 400 route from Bondi to Burwood through the airport. I'd done that for 21 years. Yeah. Driving, driving those 14.5s and other buses. But uh, and when I left there, tons of people asked other drivers, what happened to that bearded bloke? What happened to mm. – they used to call me Rambo in the buses because of my army um, experience. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and a few other experiences. But anyway, yeah, so, um, um, so on the um, – 18 metre bendies, I, um, the last six weeks, I, I made an announcement um, to my customers uh, at Bondi Junction that I would be retiring, and I was amazed. I got standing ovations, and people the next day Beautiful. brought me gifts. and oh, That's gorgeous. That's fantastic, because I had people, um, like, hard, really hard-looking sort of blokes, you know, like tradies or whatever, and they'd say, mate, we're going to bloody miss you, mate, because when I've had a shit day, you put a smile on my doll. Yeah. That's great, mate. I'm glad I do that. And he goes, mate, we're going to miss you. Fair dinkum. You can tell by the people standing up and clapping and everything and wishing you well and asking you not to leave. And, you know, so yeah, it's so nice, man. You've made a, a big difference, mate. And I, I remember um, a long time ago, in the 90s, I, got, I went to Parliament House in Sydney I was invited by the Transport Minister of New South Wales um, to receive an award for um, 
uh, exceptional customer service. Oh, how good's that? Yeah, that was MAD, mate. That was fantastic. See, that's, that's, that just sums you up in a, in a nutshell, that, that award. I reckon that they couldn't have they – really, they really hit the spot with that one. Yeah, they, yeah, they hit the nail on the head. And the thing is, I'm having a, <laughs> I was having a bit of a uh, um, chat with this bloke. I didn't know who he was. And uh, he's asked me about the job, telling me about the job. Then he said, yeah, but he bad times. And I told him about some of the stories, you know, Oxford Street and all that sort of shit. Yeah. And um, I said, listen, mate, where's the piss? And he goes, where's the what? So where's the piss? He said, the piss? Oh, the grog. I said, yeah, where's the grog? He's right over that table. I said, oh, I'm going to get myself a beer. He said, oh, can you grab me one? What are you drinking? I said, I just like beer, you know, transport worker. So I can you get me a lot of beer? I said, yeah, yeah, sure. So we're chatting, chatting, chatting. And when it came to the awards ceremony, it was the transport minister I was chatting with. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Hello, Rambo. Oh, my God. Hey, hey Pelvis, yeah. I'm going to take a pivot here and say, what was it like working on our show um, the day we shot with Jimmy Barnes for you? How did, did you enjoy that? Oh, that was, mate, that was, if you remember on that day, we had a big train problem at the Central Coast. Yes. And you guys said, oh, just get a cab down. And I said, are you serious? Do you know what, how much of a cab it costs? It's, you said, it's all right, we need you here because Jimmy Barnes is coming today. And I said, no, I'll get there, don't worry, I'm not getting a cab. And eventually I got to a Hornsby station, rang you up, you said, get in the cab now, we need you here. <laughs> That's right. Okay, yeah. so I got a cab, you got down to Newtown to the social club and you sorted out the cab driver, rah, rah. But... Um, I remember we were having lunch, and this is after we'd done a couple of takes of interviews and stuff. Yeah. And I remember um, Jimmy Barnes turning up, and he said, G'day, boys. And he went, Oh, g'day, Jimmy, blah, blah, blah. And I uh, personally never met Jimmy, been a big fan of his for years and years and years, cultures all days and all that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I'm eating the uh, lunch, and I put my lunch down. I don't know if you remember this. And I walked over and grabbed him, and he sort of looked at me, and you guys looked at me, and I went, oh, Jimmy, I remember the days when I was your roadie and all that, and he's looking at you guys, and, and then you said, oh, Jimmy, this is a bit of pelvis. Oh, here you go, pelvis, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. That was a good giggle. That was a great giggle. Yeah. And, uh, and, and me and Jimmy, when we were doing uh, the different takes for that scene, mm. uh, we were going out the back, as you know, and mm. we were chatting away, you know, and having a giggle and ah, 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 And it was amazing that he actually knew my brother. And oh. my brother used to, um, you know, know him, um, uh, oh, through, I think I think my brother might have worked on his cars or his house or something. Not okay, yeah, that. yeah. He was a bit of a builder and a mechanic and all that. But um, he remembered me brother. And it's in it weird, but a guy that I grew up with and played football with, went to school with all that, He's the uh, aquatic manager of Johnny Farnham. Oh. Uh -huh. And I said to Barnsey, I said, oh, so you mate John Farnham, Johnny, Johnny Farnham. He goes, it's John Farnham, mate. I said, oh, sorry. Um, he said, he doesn't like Johnny. I said, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, and he said, uh, yeah, Barnsey and Farnsey, mate. I said, oh, yeah, right, I forgot about that. What a dummy I am. Yeah. He goes, what about it? I said, oh, a mate of mine that I grew up with, is one of his managers, and he goes, "Are you serious?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "Um, well, not his manager, but he, he actually um, drives his or, or operates his um, big boat." He's an aquatic manager. Mm. Yeah, aquatic manager. Yeah. Wow. So he's obviously taught John Parnham, you know, fishing and all that, but maybe scuba diving, all that sort Crazy. of Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I said to it, and he goes. Oh, what's his name? And I said, um, Gary Ashcroft. He goes, you're, are you serious? <laughs> See, yeah, I'm serious. He goes, you're talking about Gaza. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, so you're talking Gaza? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys just, you hit it off. You had a bit of a shared history going. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah. Pelvis, can I ask you what, what um, like, what sticks out to you as, as some of the coolest stuff, you know, other than that day, obviously? of shooting that show, just in terms of being, working as an actor in that time, it was your first time working as a, you know, obviously you're, you're a performer and an entertainer, but it was your first time working as a, as an actor, you know, yeah, how, how was yeah, it? Well, look, it was, I had a, mate, I had a ball. I didn't want to leave you guys. 
Yeah. I didn't want, I didn't want it to end. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was an absolute buzz. And, um, you know, as you know, I had lived a lot um, through it. And, yeah. Um, and I could, you know, use my own sayings and all that sort yes, of thing. Yes, you could and, you, and a lot of your own stories. And we've talked about it on the pod before about how we would often hear what you were saying between takes and then sort of integrate it into the story somehow or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, it worked out, it really worked out well. There's no doubt about that. And, um, no, I just had an absolute ball with you blokes uh, and and um, and uh, the rest of the crew. Mm. And, um, uh, yeah, it was just a big buzz. Yeah. Uh, to be able to do something like that because I've always wanted to do something like that, but I never really, uh, I was going to go, you know, to the TV and, um, movie school where you learn how to be an actor. Yeah. And like people said, um, so you're an actor. I said, yeah, I've acted like a fucking idiot a few times. Yeah. Pelvis, but, but, but I remember, um, I remember you saying that you didn't like TNSW tonight as much. Oh, uh, well, that was an initial response. Oh, okay. You've, you've warmed to it. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, <laughs> um, people that have seen it, because I've told like thousands of people about this, uh, uh, the mockumentary. How many thousand? And, and about the. Um, How many the, thousand people you told? Oh, about 3,000. Three okay. or 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I won't tell you how, but I have. Um, besides all the thousands of people that have got to watch it, I've put it up on Facebook and all this sort of shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, uh, Hold on, I've just lost my train of thought. You've told 3,000 people, but TNSW oh, tonight. TNSW tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So, I watched it a couple of times and I went, oh, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's bloody actually pretty good. And then, um, oh, like, you're a talent. You are a talent, mate. You talking to me or talking to yourself? No, I'm talking to you, mate. <laughs> Not looking at the fucking mirror, right? <laughs> You know, TNSW tonight, you're outstanding in it, man. And some of my favorite stuff is you sitting side by side with uh, Mark Sinatra on the couch. Just seeing you two together is just the funniest thing. (laughs) Isn't it? Look, I really, I can't wait uh, till all this um, bullshit's over outside, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Oh, it's not bullshit, it's real. But once we... um, get this whole country basically vaccinated and we can go back to a bit of a normal, normal life. But I yeah. can't wait to get back and um, – are you going to continue the show? Or? Well, we're going to we, – we, you know, we'd like to do more TNSW tonight, but we've got, we've got a couple of ideas. You know, we're, we're working on the mockumentary, but we've also had a recent idea um, about a, um, a feature film, making a feature film um, and, and actually making – Actually, making the feature film about um, you, your experience with the um, the 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 piss the so you've seen my penis um, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we've actually we've actually like uh, loosely put together the entire plot for the movie, and um, we're thinking about getting Hugh Jackman to play you. <laughs> Are you serious? No, nah, no, nah, we we want you to play you. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Than Hugh Jack- <laughs> yeah, well, we just we were t- we we're trying to think of actors who who you look most similar to, and we thought Hugh Jackman was the closest. Uh, well, if Robin Williams was alive, we could <laughs> <him> because, uh, <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because when when he wore a beard and all that, um, uh, my brother sent me a photo of Robin Williams with um, Madonna. Okay. And he looked exactly like me with a beard and everything. Wow. 
And then my brother said, I didn't, I, I know you're a singer and that's that, but brilliant. I didn't know you knew Madonna. And I'm, and I'm looking at this newspaper clipping, I'm going, Jesus Christ, that looks like me. And then I read Robert Williams and went, oh my God. Yeah. Funny, funny I should say that because I've had many people say to me, you know, geez, you look like Robert Williams. I go, no, I that's don't. bizarre. Hang on, Todd's going to say something. What are you saying, Todd? I was going to say, I think we flipped that around and. Uh, Pelvis is a Robin Williams impersonator from as well. <laughs> yeah, Todd reckons you should be a Robin Williams tribute artist as well. Well, I, I don't think I could be ever as funny as Robin Williams. He's so he good, was, isn't he? Oh, he was extraordinary. Yeah, he was extraordinary. So, Pelvis. Yeah. So, so we're gonna we're gonna write this movie, and and um yeah we wanted to we wanted to break the news to you. We also want to have some formal sessions with you where we sit down and pick your brain a bit more about some stories like we normally do and like, you know. Uh, my life experiences and all that. Exactly. But we, we've, got, we've got a really good um, outline and structure for the, for the film already, good beginning, middle and end. Most of it's based in truth and then some of it we've, you know, um, made up a few parts which will really work nicely for the story. But um, yes, yeah. we've been discussing it on our on our podcast and, and uh, so we thought it would be good to get you on and tell you that that's what we're doing. Oh, fantastic, mate. I'm, I'm, um, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Wouldn't that be I'm fun? Very... Huh? Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple of different ideas for the title. Like it, we were thinking ETA could be one because it works well with, you know, the idea of a bus timetable as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or we just thought The King or King? Yeah, well, as long as I don't put down the King, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, no, there'll be no putting down of the King. Don't you worry about that. Lifting up of the King, if anything. Yeah, yeah, because I love the King. Yeah, love you love the King. the King. Oh, yeah, mate. I was, I was going to cook some bacon and eggs because um, he liked, um, well, he liked a lot of foods, but his favourite food was um, uh, bacon. But almost burnt, like really crispy. Yeah. Uh, the American peanut way. Butter, peanut butter. Yeah. And banana. And he'd, he'd make a sandwich of that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah he had an incredible um, um, diet, but it's, you would. It's a heart attack diet. That's what he had. Yeah. Heart attack diet. Yeah. yeah. That's why he ended up having a heart attack because he just ate the wrong foods all the time. On the on the John. Huh? Did he have the heart attack on the John? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was on the toilet. He he um um he'd been playing uh, bat ball, which is a form of squash. Yeah. Because he had his own bat ball uh, court inside uh, Gracelands. Yeah. Oh, that's what the media say. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I never. Which 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 American media says that? <laughs> uh, all Amer- American media. Yeah, but which which yeah, but which one are you thinking of specifically? Um, I think it was CBS. Okay. All right. Um, and, um, yeah, and he told me once, um, and then he, uh, from memory, I think he, uh, went to give his daughter a kiss goodnight. She was asleep. And then, uh, he went to the John. Yeah. Uh, and I think he was reading the magazine or something like that while he was on the John and had a heart attack and yeah. When you say he kissed his daughter goodnight, is that Michael Jackson's wife? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, uh, three, yeah. 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 Um Yeah. Can I ask, do you have any um little Elvis good luck charms? Like for example, you know, like a little Elvis bubble head, you know, on the dashboard or a little Elvis key ring or anything that you carry around? No, I on my um well on my review mirror in my Land Rover in my disco, my Land Rover Discovery. Mm. I have a uh, hanging Elvis who just wiggles his hips as it moves the vehicle. You know what? You know what? We'd already written that into the script. We we said that on the dashboard of your bus you had a little um, wiggling uh, bobblehead Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. How good is that? See, that's great minds think alike. Yeah, man. We're, we're, we're onto it. We're onto one with right, this one. Yeah, mate, you want? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell them it's no, going to yeah, be like the castle. Well, have you seen mate, the castle, Pelvis? Taken. Have you seen The Castle? <laughs> the movie The Castle? Yeah. Yes, I have, yeah. So it's going to be similar to that. It's going to be, you know, working class fucking hero of the buses. He's, yeah. he's, he's three months off retirement. He's just hanging in there to get his golden bus pass. 
and then they drag him over the coals for, you know, piss, urinating on a bus and he has to represent himself and defend himself so that he yeah. can hold on to his job to get that yeah. golden bus pass. Well, that's right. I mean, it was a, um, a, a fact of uh, I could have lost my job if they actually were able to um, uh, can basically convict me. But I beat the charge because, you see, I do research and they fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're, well, They're well known for it. Oh, fuck, that's so I've good. I've defended a few drivers um, that <laughs> come unstuck through no real fault oh, of their own. This is cold. And they thought they were going to lose their job. And I defended them, even though I wasn't the union bloke, but I defended them um, or I gave them instruction on how to deal with management mm. to basically use their rules against them. Yeah. Nice. They were, yeah, they were uh, prolific for doing shit like that. Yeah. Well, you know what? <clears throat> we're going to write this film and it's going to be awesome and we really look, look forward to working with you on something again. Oh, look, mate, I, I miss, look, honestly, no bullshit. I miss you, Blake. Fair fucking dig them. Yeah. Uh, when, when we were doing that mockumentary, that was just fucking awesome. I had a fucking ball. I mean, the Dune Rats, Jesus Christ, they, they fucking love, love me. Um, <laughs> they couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, you guys, you guys got along well, didn't you? <laughs> we got on like a house on fire. Yeah. You know, and um, after um, after a while, I actually um, messaged them on uh, Facebook, I think it was. Mm. And I said, I don't know if you remember me. My name's Paul. I'm known as a bearded pelvis. We acted together in um, mockumentary these New South Wales season two. Yeah. <laughs> um, and bugger me, about took about a week, but they come back and went, oh, pelvis, here you go, mate. Well, oh, we got to catch up for a beer, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I'm good mates for good duty. See, they're they're uh, wild boys, but they're they're funny. They, they just crack me up all the time. And yeah, they're like you guys. They just say, "Fucking give a fuck." Hook in. Hook in. Hook in. Well, on, on that on that note, pelvis, we'll um we'll get off the call. It was fucking fantastic to speak to you. Yeah, the pleasure was mine, mate. Trust me. Yeah, it's always it's always great to catch up with you and um. And yeah, I'm sure that people who listen to this podcast are going to love hearing this this episode. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I reckon so because I've got, I've, well, you know, I've got um, followers. I suppose they could be fans. Um, but it's funny, you know, how people say to me um, when they hear me singing, they think Elvis is on the jukebox or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and they say, Jesus, you sound so much like the King, but you don't look anything like him. And I go. You know, I know, baby, I got a head like a sewing machine doesn't mean to say I'm a singer. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they start laughing, I say, and you know another thing? They go, no, what's that, Pellis? Say, um, do you know me? Well, they burst out laughing then because... Is do you know me a brand of sewing machine? Yeah, sewing machine. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a one-two punch. Been, I've been thinking about you a lot recently because all over the news they're always talking about genomics. <laughs> for coronavirus, and every time they say genomics, I say genomi. Genomi, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was good to see that we're um, thinking alike, mate. Yeah, yeah. Bloody all right, baby. Um, all right, mate. Well, um, thanks for the call, dude. No problems, man. We'll speak to you real soon. Oh, it'd be great, mate. But um, don't forget, um, uh, big hello and lots of love to. Honeysuckle, if you um, when you get this link, darling, you're you're a lovely lady. All right. She's trying to get back to Australia, so hopefully she can get back soon. Okay, shout out, honeysuckle. Yes. All right, man. Honeysuckle, baby. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Chat to you soon. Chat to you soon, baby. I love you. Oh, right, mate, you take care, dude. Love you, baby. Love you too, baby. Thank you very much. I love you. Oh, see you, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Bye. oh, oh. Oh, that was fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> Saying honeysuckle in the Elvis accent. <laughs> Jesus. That was oh, a good chat. What a what a uh, gem. Was the audio quality all right for you? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Great. Great chat. I'm glad we did that. Oh, there you go. We got it there in the end. It wasn't disappointing. No, it was you, anything you did, but. You didn't, you didn't sign up for no, no reason. How good's that? Mm. Beautiful. Um, what a – yeah, I miss him. He's a good – He's a good friend. He is Elvis. a good friend. Oh, um, such a good friend. I love 
because I do my research and they fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Man, oh, I can't wait to sit down with him and just like take notes, hey, get all the lines, all that shit. It'll be amazing. Um, I like the idea of um, how he was saying he's helped other bus drivers out since. Yeah. Like maybe that can be that like Pelvis goes back to driving, but the lawyer then goes on to help other bus drivers or sets up oh, like yeah. a practice or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. All right. Yeah. Well, fuck, I'm cooked after that. I reckon that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a day on set, isn't it? Yeah, totally. That's the end of the episode. All right. Nice. Um... Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again. Um, And we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye for now.